0: Well, isn't it nice? At time of meditation, Did you feel how that's kind of nurturing and it kind of feeds you? It kind of relax and it kind of restores and replenishes? It's, well, that's what meditation does. It really restores the soul. It replenishes us. It rejuvenates. It nourishes us. And that's what meditation is meant to be, a time of really spiritual nourishment. You know, it's often referred to as the spiritual food or the mana from heaven or the nectar, the divine essence. When we really open up in meditation, Camille is really liking this. <laughs> that when we open up in meditation, that's what we're doing. We're really opening up to really feed the spirit of who we are. And that that's really what that action of God's loving does. It doesn't matter to me if you call it the Holy Spirit or the Christ consciousness or the Buddha consciousness or any of it. It's all a movement of loving and spirit. And that spirit nourishes and feeds all of us because we are part of that so as we open up in meditation to that that's where we can experience more of being fed or nurtured or rejuvenated and and woken up and that's the other part of it of course we often talk about in here about spiritual awakening and soul liberation and fulfilling our lessons and learning and growing and getting freer you know, but there is this other aspect of really being nurtured, really being spiritually fed that spiritual food I mean isn't that why you come to the gatherings like this It's I know when I participate in these gatherings it it feeds me and fills me up, so I always feel more replenished and energized or rejuvenated to you know not only do my physical life, it helps that way too. It just gives energy to even do my physical life and often gives greater insight and awareness and clarity to you know, even how to live in this world, to make the choices that we feel better serve us and in what we're doing in this world. But it also helps us, you know, just to handle all of our emotional challenges and our mental confusion and all the things where we feel stressed and disturbance. And it begins to bring peace and alignment and harmony to all these other aspects of self. And so just be aware that in meditation, yes, our Our goal or focus is really that awakening to the truth of who we are spiritually. But there's a lot that goes on in that action of awakening. And this component of being spiritually fed or nurtured in a way is a big part of that. It's what really gives us life itself. You know when you're really tired, just the the body, when the body needs some rest or some nutrition or something to give it energy again? Well, that's what we're talking about here, but truly in a spiritual way. That that time of meditation is a time of really feeding the soul of who we are, to energize and re-enliven and bring to that place of greater awakening and awareness. And that's why we always recommend the meditation on a daily basis. Doesn't matter how long. Yes, we recommend 10% of the day, but that's not a rule. It's up to you. Do, Do what supports you, whether it's five minutes or five hours, as we like to say. It's called do something that really supports and feeds you. That's part of the journey, a big part of the discovery here. This, is, this spiritual pathway has never been about rigidity and rules and have-tos and supposed-tos. It's not about that. Anytime you enter into that, you're going to enter into judgments and fears and the rights and the wrongs. The world's got plenty enough of that. This is a world of good and evil, right and left, all of that. And so we're already just living here experiencing enough of that and often feeding it just through when we ever get caught up in our fears and judgments and concerns. Am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? So a lot of it is begin to let go of your worry, your fear, your concern of are you doing it right or wrong? And rather focus on the loving and nurturing yourself and feeding yourself by doing the action of meditation. Don't go into meditation with trying to figure things out and getting it right and trying to overcome your fears and your judgments. Go into meditation truly to be in loving. Just to be in loving. What do we say? Meditation is the action of loving God and allowing God to love you. That's it. You do that, you're going to be rejuvenated, nourished, nurtured, fed, replenished, and you're going to be energized to be able to do whatever it is you need to do in your life, mentally, emotionally, or physically. All of it. Don't use the time of meditation to try to figure things out. Use the time of meditation for a time of rejuvenation and replenishment. And keep it simple. And allow the meditation to do what it does, rather than trying to get the meditation to do what you think you want it to do. Don't go into meditation trying to manipulate God to get you what you want. Go into meditation to open up and see what you can receive from God rather than telling God what to do. That's what most people do. They go on there trying to manipulate God to get what they want. And you know what? That's fine. But aren't we already doing that enough in the world as it is? So in other words, why not use the meditation as a time to take a little retreat or a vacation from all the stuff that drains you from the daily life in everything and let it feed you and rejuvenate you so that way when you do come back and do the world that you do it with loving and energy and enthusiasm that you really participate in your life with a greater joy and gratitude rather than like oh my god here I am back in the body again another day I can hardly wait till this is done how do I deal with this life is so hard or boring or whatever it is whatever that struggle-ish for the day or the month or the years that we've been going through So let meditation be a time to be able to let go of all that and begin to really now focus beyond that so you open up and see that's our responsibility is to open up to be fed how do you feed yourself just physically you got to open your mouth right and stick some food in your mouth and chew it up swallow it well meditation guess what That's opening the spiritual eye, the spiritual door, the spiritual mouth by which we can be fed spiritually. So it's important to realize that in very simple ways. I'm trying to give examples that we can all relate to physically, but guess what? All the physical things are actually reflections of what actually goes on spiritually. So if you can look at these physical actions as references, then you can begin to now move into when you go into meditation and action of opening your spiritual mouth to say, feed me, God. You know, like little birdie, the little baby birds, and the mother, father bird comes and, you know, puts some regurgitated worms or something in the mouth. (laughs) Well, God doesn't give us regurgitation. It's pretty, pretty clean food for the soul. Let's put it that way. But it's important to realize that, that it really is a time of nurturing and being nourished and fed. And that's why we give the references here. Because that's what really goes on. Look at how many references, not only that we make here, but have always been made throughout history, of how the soul is a child of God. And that child of God, well, just like any children, is that action of where the parent nurtures and feeds and takes care of to raise a child until the child can really do that on its own. And so it's important to realize that is that soul, that divine spark or child of God is that there's this action of growing up spiritually. And it's allowing ourselves to be nurtured and taken care of and learn how to live a life of spirit. Just like in this world, we have to learn how to stand and walk and talk and eat and bathe and take care of ourselves. Well, spiritually, that same action's going on. That's that's why it's always been taught over history the role of the spiritual teacher is to help teach those actions spiritually that go on. And then in that we can learn how to be fed, how to nurture ourselves, and also to receive, to allow others to do it. Just like little kids as they're growing up at you know, a young age, they start, no, no, don't help me. Then they push away and say, I'll do it on my own, I'll do it. Well, that's a lot of what we do here, is that we push away that offering to be nurtured and taken care of, and, and helped, and assisted, and fed. And so a lot of it is learning to now invite God in, invite in the participation and not push away that helping hand, but rather to receive, to take that hand that's offering that nourishment, to take the nourishment, to take what's being offered and to receive it, to receive it so you can be nourished and replenished. That's an important key here. A lot of what we do in this world when we push things away, even in this world when people offer us things, they say, no, 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 thank you, that's okay. Well, that's a lot of what we're doing inside when God's offering us that assistance that really we're calling out for, but then when it's offered and the opportunity's there, how often do we push it away? And so it's called pay attention to that so that you don't keep pushing away that spirit of loving that's always being offered. But to really now take that that is being offered to you and receive it. Really receive it. This is why we talk about being open and vulnerable and honest. Because as you're open and vulnerable like that and being honest is where you allow yourself to now open to receive, to be nurtured and nourished by that spirit that is being offered. Every time we meditate, we're actually preparing the place to receive that nurturing. Just like in this world, we've got to prepare the meal, set the table, prepare the table, so to speak, to go ahead and have the meal. Well, that's what we're doing in meditation, is that we're preparing a place called the altar of our own consciousness, or the table of our own consciousness. And and here we want to put it all on the table, put it all on the altar. There is that offering to God, but if you realize the offering is to also create a space by which now we can receive. Because all the things that maybe we've accumulated over life are now blocking that receiving of loving. Well now we have to let go to create the space to now receive a renewal, a renourishment, a rejuvenation. Does that make sense? It's being reborn, re, re 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 all that. Repeat all that just like in this world we've got to always go have another meal. Go have another meal. Same thing spiritually. So look at meditation that way. is a daily action of feeding ourselves. That there is that place of preparing ourselves to receive, but then when we're in that place and we're being fed, well, we've got to do our part and really now take in and allow that spirit of loving that nourishes us and rejuvenates us to take it in to do what it can do for us. The nice thing is with spirit, you always get what you need with spirit there's no such thing as scarcity or gluttony that's part of this world this world is always imbalanced spirit is the only true action of balance in all of existence that's why in this world we're ever trying to get to a place of balance because inside of us we know that's the real truth but not understanding that in this world we try to live a balanced life you know let's balance our personal life our work life our family life our friendships or whatevers, we're always trying to have that work-life balance. When I say work, I don't mean just careers. I mean most of life seems like work a lot of the time, right? So it's finding that balance, but it's not even finding it. When you have the action of meditation, you have found that place of balance. You just have to do the meditation to allow it to happen and the nice thing is when we really allow the meditation to do what it does it brings us into balance we don't have to actually try to balance life out it brings us to that place of balance and then as it feeds us it balances out whatever inside of us is out of balance for emotionally out of balance if we're physically out of balance for mentally out of balance if we can just come to this place where that centered balance point is, that's all we have to do. And in doing that, that's the opening to receive and to be fed by Spirit. As we do that, that Spirit of Loving will always bring that which is out of balance within our consciousness or in our life, even out here. It'll start to bring it back into a place of centeredness and balance. And when that happens, we know it. We go, life's good. Life is good. Things are working out. Oh my God, the synchronicity of life is happening. Things come to alignment. It seems magical or miraculous at times. You know when you've had those days or moments? That's because we've come to that place of balance now and are really living in alignment with that spirit that we're always attempting to do when we meditate or even just living in our daily life, even when we're not meditating. are a lot of us trying to really live that flow of spirit and find that alignment as we go about our day? Because it's often in the day that we feel ourselves go out of balance, right? Or out of alignment. Where we get really tired and like, oh my God, I just need a break. Yeah, those are the moments where we just want to replenish. Well, that's where it's good even in the middle of the day to just take a few minutes if you need to. Or take an hour or two. Whatever you're able to do. Take a few moments or however long you need to really restore yourself. Just like sometimes we need snacks between the meals right so have a snack take a couple minutes have a snack rejuvenate be renourished. nourished that's what this is meditation and this action of spirit we're doing here truly is an action of restoring and replenishing ourselves spiritually just like the body gets depleted in this world Well, that's often what it feels like spiritually. So realize there's some really practical aspects here that go on with what we're doing here. What we're doing here is not a religion. Get that straight. What we're doing here is really learning how to live life the way life works. See, most of us are trying to figure life out. That's the problem. We're trying to figure it out. But there's so many components and it's so complex and so many things going on that it confuses us. So it's like, oh my God, everybody's got a different opinion. Everybody's living life differently. What the heck do I do? How do I live life? Everybody says, be yourself. There's the answer. Be yourself. Well, who am I? And how do I even discover that anyway? What all works together. The more you discover and learn who you are, life starts to work out. But it's important to understand how we can go about doing that. And then it just comes together itself. And here's the key, what I'm trying to say here, is that we are spiritual. And when we feed that spiritual part of us, everything else will come into alignment and balance with that truth. We just have to be willing to nurture and nourish that part of who we are. And all that other, it'll sort itself out. You won't need to figure things out. I know the mind wants to know and figure it all out right now. And sometimes the answers come right in meditation, yes. Sometimes they're right there or in a dream or we have an intuition or epiphany just doing the day. And all of a sudden we just have that knowing what we can do in this world to take care of ourselves. Those moments come when we open and allow that spirit to nurture us and it shows up in all these ways. But when... We're trying to do all those things rather than just be present with Spirit and allow ourselves to be fed. We get in the way then. We get in the way. And then don't really allow ourselves to be replenished by Spirit. That's why it's important to let go of trying to do anything in meditation other than just being present with the Divine. That's the key. it's so funny because it's so simple, but yet it's the greatest challenge for the ego here because the ego always wants to be the source when it's not the source and that's the challenge all of us have the ego wants to be the source and that's why it runs all the games and all the thoughts and all the feelings to keep the attention and the focus so we don't give that focus to the divine part of who we are As soon as we give that attention to the divine part of who we are The ego feels like it's losing. You know, the ego, this world is win and lose. It's all competition. That's the game. Who's going to win? Well, that means there's somebody going to lose. But see, that has to do with polarity. That's how this world works. This isn't about making any of that wrong. It's understanding how the world of duality and polarity works and then honoring it and accepting it the way that it works. Not fighting it. Not struggling with it. Not trying to change it either. A lot of us spend a lot of time trying to change our lives or change the world or change other people. Well, just realize when you're doing that, that's actually the ego just trying to control. What good does that do? Just sets you up for another disturbance. So in other words, at some point we have to be willing to let go of our control and trying to change things and accept things the way they are. Even accept ourselves when we're caught up in it all. I mean, don't a lot of us judge ourselves and make ourselves wrong a lot of the time? And we're always beating ourselves up so much that we feel terrible a lot of the time. And that's why we're like, oh my God, I've got to live and keep doing this world even longer. When do I graduate? When do I get out of here? When is this all going to be done? Why am I here anyway? It's called letting go of that focus and don't worry about it. And really begin to place more of your time into really that divine light of loving of who you are. And that can replenish you in any moment. It can always restore you all the time throughout the day if you keep that door open and allow yourself to be spiritually fed all the time. It's just knowing how to do that and understanding And as you do that, then that other word, often referred to as grace, that action of grace that is God's loving, can begin to support us in releasing all those things that we become attached to that deplete us and drain us. That's what the grace does. The grace does restore us and release all those things that we're caught up in, all those thoughts and emotions That's the part that drains. All these thoughts and feelings, if you could see them on the inner levels, they'll often take even human forms. They'll look like clouds. They'll look like all the things in this world. And they're all things that we've created through our thoughts and our feelings. We've created them. We feed all these things. And in feeding them, we're depleting ourselves. So a lot of what we're doing in meditation now is beginning to feed ourselves, rather than feed all the things we've created, all of our belief systems and our emotions and our fantasies. We're beginning to now take that energy back to ourselves. And whenever we do that, we always will get rejuvenated. The challenge is when we do that, now it begins to deplete all those belief systems and feelings that we were feeding. And when those get depleted, all of a sudden, they feel like they're dying off. And then we go into reaction like, oh my God, I'm killing whatever. That emotion, that drama I've been creating my whole life, it's dying now. I don't know if I can live with all the drama I've been living. <laughs> and my, and some people feel like they're dying when their drama's dying. And a lot of people come up and said, Am I dying? I said, No, just all the drama around you think you're dying. Because really what it is, is finally the person is just letting go. Of all that they've created that has created the drama in their lives. And we all do that. All of us do that. Some of us are really big drama queens and a few kings at it. And a few of us are just little, you know, peasants or peons when it comes to drama. It doesn't matter, we all do it some way or another. The thing is to really be honest and acknowledge it. You guys know and hear how I always joke around about confession. Well why? Because as soon as you're willing to get honest and acknowledge what you're doing, the truth will set you free. It's our avoidance, our hiding. That's what drains us. We're resisting. We're always struggling. That's what creates the drama, by the way. As soon as we're willing to be honest and acknowledge what's going on or confess. I try to say it that way because sometimes I know the word confession, especially for some Catholics in here, you may not like that. But really what I'm trying to get to is just being really honest with yourself and acknowledging the things that you're doing to create the drama, the stress, the whatever it is in your life that you wish you could tra- change and get rid of and stop doing. You know those things you just wish you could stop doing, but you just can't seem to stop, it just keeps running. These habits, these addictions, you just can't stop no matter what, no matter how many times you've tried, they just keep on running. What's well, that. So a lot of it is coming into acceptance and acknowledging these things that we've been struggling with. A lot of the times when people go into meditation and they try to work with loving and accepting and forgiving, that LAF acronym we talk about, a lot of the times I know people are trying to get rid of the very things that they're judging. And you notice when you do that, those things don't go away. You tend to struggle even more. Well, that's it, because this is not about getting rid of things. Getting rid of things means that you're judging or fearing it and making it wrong, and you're trying to get rid of it. Well, guess what? It doesn't work that way. The more you do that, the more energy you give it, the more strength and power you give it, and then guess what? The more stress and the drama you create just by doing that. And then things get really hard. So the key here is is to realize as you've been doing that, what you've really been doing, and then do something else. The doing something else here is just get honest. Say, you know what? This is a pattern I've been running a long time. Yes, it's driving me crazy. I've tried everything to get rid of it, and I don't like it. But nonetheless, this is what I'm doing. This is what's happening. So it's time to just get honest and acknowledge what that is, and then start to accept it. That's what acknowledging does. By getting honest like that, is now accepting that... (laughs) And in that acceptance, guess what? Well, what did I say earlier? All these things you've been feeding, giving your life force to, as soon as you now accept it, you bring your life force back to yourself. So now, all that light of loving you've been giving away, now you start to bring back to yourself, and now you're actually feeding yourself. See, first in the beginning, it's like God, the parent, teaching. And that's part of the role of the spiritual teacher is to help teach those principles of spirit. But just like a child, eventually we learn how it works and then we can do it for ourselves. Well, that's what we're doing here. We're learning how to nourish ourselves, to take care of ourselves, to feed ourselves spiritually to a point eventually that we can now feed that and do that for ourselves, to feed ourselves and know how to do that. That's what we're learning. That's why it's called teacher and student. Master, disciple, I don't care what it is. That's the same role as parent and child. Doesn't matter what you call it. There's that action of sharing and learning and discovering and doing, allowing others to do for us at times, but then eventually learning how to do for ourselves. That's what they often teach in the East the grace of the Master. Well, yeah, that Holy Spirit that works through the Master nourishes the soul for what the soul can't do for itself yet. But that action of meditation that the Master teaches is a way to teach that child of God how to do it for itself, to learn to feed itself by going inside and using that sacred name. And in doing that, that is now how we participate and nourish and feed ourselves with what is there for. The outer discourse or satsang in the East they often called, or that action I was just saying, of that grace of feeding the soul, Well, that's a lot of the reason why disciples will gather around the feet of the Master in the world. Because it's just an outer reflection of where we get nurtured and fed here. But then we want to take that and begin to see how we can do that for ourselves. And that's the whole action of teaching the principles of spirit. And the main one, of course, is the meditation. Because that's the true way we really get fed and how we feed ourselves spiritually. And that nobody can do for you. That's up to you to do. That's for you to do. Here we teach you how to do that, but then it's up to you to do it so that you can now feed yourself on a daily basis. And that's what we want to do here, is learn how to do that and ask the questions when you don't have the clarity, you don't have the understanding. That's why we have Q&A. It's important to ask so that you understand and know how to do this and live this for yourself. So you're not dependent upon us or anybody else. If you're dependent upon anybody, let it be God. We're just here to support that. This isn't an action about Jim and Brian or ILM. This is an action about you and God. Make that clear. We're here to just support that action. Not to replace God. We're here to support God in you, and you really living that inner relationship so that you really allow that spiritual action to do what it's there to do. But that's up to you and how you participate, how you choose to do that. Jim and I are not going to police people. We're not going to tell you what to do. We're just going to share. And then it's up to you to do with it as you will. To participate. Don't participate. Take one little idea to apply in your life. Take it all. Whatever you want. I mean that. This is a place of freedom here. Yes, we give ideas, tools, directions that's all we're doing though we're not doing it as you have to do this we're just sharing here those ways or means by which we ourselves can begin to apply these in our own lives to really have that experience and awakening and then even after the experience and awakening and knowing our divinity well now there's living it there's living it In truth, we're doing that all the time. But even when you wake up and really see the light of your own soul and really know you're one with oneness with God, because there will be a day you will know that. There will be a day at some point you will know that. But then what? What's next? The game's not over, the journey's not over. When you know that, you're actually at a new beginning. Now you get to really live it. First, it was a journey of discovery then it becomes a journey of living so begin to look at that a journey of living a journey of loving so we're awakening and discovering and then we're living and loving so there's always a continuation there's not a beginning and end in the spiritual journey it's always a continuation that's that eternal light of loving it is eternal That's the challenge the ego and the mind and the body have here. They see birth and death. There's a limited time. Well, to the soul, that's an illusion. That's a falseness. There's no truth in that. The soul knows the truth is that it is eternal and it is always ongoing. The soul was doing other things before it came into this world and this body. And the soul will be doing plenty more after this body and this world. But again... It's like we like to say in here: Don't take Jim and May's word for it. Discover for yourself. Discover for yourself. That's the key here, so that you have truly your own personal experience. That way, you're not living this as a belief system, or a hope, or a wish. That's what we don't want. There's enough of that going on in the world, and then people fight about it all. We're trying to let go of the fight, trying to let go of the agreeing and disagreeing, trying to let go of all that and just living life and honoring each of our experience even if our experiences are very different to honor the differences to honor who we are in our experience and one another what do you think these references are even through different religions what did I just say right now well in a way I just said the same thing Jesus said, is love your neighbor as yourself honor yourself and honor one another That is an action of loving your neighbor as yourself. But it's beginning to really see and know how to do that. Most of us, we hear these words, but then we don't really begin to understand, to apply, to live and experience these words. And that's what we want to encourage here is the application of what we talk about here so you really have the experience for yourself and you know Because that's where you're going to really begin to not only wake up and discover who you are really, truly, but also then how to live that so that even your life in this world is better. Believe me, when you know who you are in that loving, your life's going to be better because you're going to be in more loving and acceptance of all the things that go on in this world, even the things we look at as so catastrophic or negative or terrible. There's going to be a part of us that's going to have a greater level of acceptance for all of that rather than judging and condemning it just like everybody over there that we're fighting against is judging and condemning us i don't care if it's your mate or somebody on the other side of the world or a government or a family or whatever it's all the same it's just varying degrees of it everybody this world of polarity my joke here in this world is you know just like the world is a north and south pole and even in the brain we have a left and right hemisphere So we're all bipolar, is what that is. You know what bipolar is. And that's how we often feel in this world, right? Well, those are the extremes. That's where we, when we go to those extremes of the polar ends, is where we feel so stressed out, so drained, so out of whack, and we're always searching Look at even now, or even with all the things in the world dealing with holistic health and nutrition and a lot of brain chemistry balancing. Even the brain now we're trying to balance out. See, this is all a physical reflection of what we know is true spiritually. But why not lift beyond just the body chemistry or the brain balancing and really go for that action spiritually? Because I'll tell you what, when you go for that action spiritually... Well, then that spirit of who you are will really bring you through whatever the experiences are you need to help even bring balance to even to the physical level. That's why eventually, even in, if you've been into holistic health, I started in holistic health before I started meditating and really focusing on the spiritual aspect. And it's all because I experienced in holistic health. I started going, there must be something more going on here. Because I saw people, even in holistic health, getting so angry and judging everybody. You're not eating vegetables. You're eating meat. I'll kill you for it. You killed an animal, I'll kill you. That's what goes on all the time. Wow, Okay. So I'm like, there's got to be something more. There is. But we have to be willing to look for that something more. And just realize, and that's why I share this here, Even if you're not here looking to wake up and know who you truly are as a divine spark of God and wanting to know your oneness with God, if you're here just to find greater balance in life or greater peace or joy, maybe finding a balance even just health-wise or holistically or mentally or emotionally, that's all right. That's how I started all this, but eventually you're going to find that's just part of your journey. That spiritually you're going through all these different experiences in the world and through your body and mind and emotions really leading you to the same place. But that's your journey. That's your journey. And for you to discover and learn through your experience. We're just here to support you on your journey. Just here as a support. But then it's up to you to take that support. And do with it as you will. And I always like to say here, you know, if you don't find what we share here that benefits you and you really like it, keep looking. Keep looking. There's a lot out there in the world to discover and experience. Find the experience that works for you. And if this isn't it, what we're doing here, keep looking and find what that is. And if what we're doing here really works for you and it just feeds you, Well, keep doing it then. Keep feeding yourself. Give yourself the freedom. Jim and I try to give people freedom here, but we find a lot of people don't want the freedom. We try to give freedom, but you have to give yourself freedom. That's how it works. Nobody can really give it to you. Yet in the world, people fight for freedom. But then when people actually have freedom, they're still fighting because they're feeling locked up. But that locked up is really how they're feeling inside of themselves. So yes, this is a pathway of liberation. We do share keys that unlock the doors so you can get out of jail, where you're feeling all locked up in your own consciousness. That's what that sacred name is that we share about here, and that we work with in doing the meditation, is to unlock those doors of consciousness where we feel like we're entrapped. But then again, it's up to you to utilize those keys and open those doors so that you set yourself free. You set yourself free. But God walks with you in it all, assisting you, showing you, helping you, feeding you as you need it, so that you can move into the place of freedom. So give yourself that freedom. Feed yourself. But realizing that you first have to receive the nourishment that's offered. We have to receive what's being given and we have to learn how to feed ourselves. It doesn't just happen. We have to make ourselves available for it to happen. We have to prepare the place and lay it all at the altar. And that's what it is when you hear us talk about taking responsibility for your thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions. Working with loving, accepting and forgiving. And meditation with that sacred name of god those three simple actions three simple things yet and those three things is everything we just get lost in the details so come back to the simplicity and realize you don't need to figure out the details the details will in a sense figure themselves out or work themselves out as you come back to simplicity And just nurture and feed the soul that you are.